Hi, everyone, and welcome to Objection, a spotlight on justice. Today, you have myself, Paloma, Jordan, and Elizabeth here to give you a special holidays episode where we're going to discuss the weirdest holiday crimes that we could come across. Jordan, do you want to kick it off? I would like to kick it off. A case I'd like to talk about is in 2011, there was this 44-year-old burglar who broke into an Ohio home high on bath salts. And surprisingly, instead of stealing anything or doing any harm or trying to steal Christmas gifts, he kicked in the door, watched some TV up really loud, and then decorated the house like it was his own. And I found that really funny because normally, normally a lot of criminals, they don't go in and, you know, decide to act like they're at home, but this criminal decided to. And I thought it was really funny because this 11-year-old said politely for him to leave. And he was like, oh, I, I didn't mean to scare you. I'll just go. And he didn't even cause harm to the little kid. What kind of decorations, Jordan? Simple ones, candles, wreath, you know, the normal. He just he just did a little decorate, you know, cleaned it up a bit. Made it so more festive. Kind of like a reverse Grinch. Instead of stealing all the decorations out of people's homes, he's he put them in. Did he bring them himself or were they just lying around? And he's like, the years while I'm here, might as well put them up. Yeah, he put them up all himself. He just did it. Okay, I also read this case and, well, story, um, and he was actually arrested because the kid basically found, well, like, saw him, clearly, and then he, like, called his mom, and then while calling his mom, his mom asked if he had, like, a knife or any weapon on him, and the kid was like, no, so the mom decided to call 911. And then the police arrived and arrested him. And like he put up no resist to arrest. And they found a pocket knife on him. Yeah. And adding on to what you said, he was charged uh, on burglary charges and then he was held in the county lockup. But um, what I found really interesting was that uh, he had told the kid who saw him in his house he had said oh I'm sorry I didn't mean to scare you I'll get my things and go and there's not a lot of information as to what happened between that interaction and his arrest but it seems pretty insane that this guy who was high on bath salt walked into this house and he set the scene for Christmas decorating. He decorates the house. And then this kid catches him and he says, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. That just feels insanely surreal. What would you do if that was you? Would you have been super chill like this kid? Like, I'm just going to go call my mom and step over. Or would you have freaked out? Honestly, I feel like this is such a surreal situation in that I don't even know what I would do. I mean, if there was someone in my house, I think I would be scared straight. But 
I think, yeah, I think if I were in this situation, I would only be very calm because I'm so paralyzed with fear. So you're so scared that you'll be calm. <laughs> yes, it happens. Right. I think I would stay calm too, actually. Maybe. Actually, probably not. <laughs> Because it's like a random person in my house. I'll be like, what the what the hell? I'll be like, um, where did you come from? Especially if I was 11 too. I wouldn't actually go crazy. I think that's true too. If I were 11, I would lose my head. Like even now, I might lose my head. <laughs> Jordan, what do you think you would do if you were in this situation? I think if I was in this situation, I'd try to be as calm as possible. Like, I I would try not to show my fear, because if I showed my fear, then it may cause some hostility. So I would try my best not to show my fear. That's, that's, That's all I can do. If you show fear, then you're screwed. So your goal would to be like, what is it called? Environmental control, right? That was called. You want to control the environment. Yeah, I just want to control the room. You know, I don't want to be like hyperventilating. And uh... that's very wise of you because I mean, it's honestly smart because I don't know. I don't think any of us can predict how we would act in this situation, especially as 11-year-olds. It was me. I would have loved to keep decorating. I would have asked him to clean up the house, do a little dishes. I've got some chores to do while you're here. That's another smart approach. (laughs) (laughs) I was a monster as a child. (laughs) But he could literally like kill you at any second. So it's like, I would just get up out the house and like let him stay. (laughs) Literally. I mean, that depends. Because when I was 11, I knew kids who were my age who were like six foot. Well, I was like not six foot. So I was the same height I am now. 11. I was 11. I think I was like four foot. I'm I was 5'2". <laughs> maybe like 4'2", maybe. I don't know. That's the real crime. <laughs> You're not that much taller. <laughs> She's like 5'2 and a half at max. I'm 5'2 and a half. I'm taller than Paloma. So you're like 5'3", barely. <laughs> Okay, okay, circling back to the stories, not about my height, about the stories at hand. Who's up next? Tell us a good story. Okay, so this story is from Christmas season 1998, but in Rio, Brazil, the police found Santa dolls containing cocaine and Christmas tree ornaments filled with marijuana near a a city center. So what happened was 
in Easter time of that year, police had found chocolate eggs that were laced with drugs as well. But fast forward to Christmas time, they had found a stash in a backpack at a residence association where toys are wrapped and distributed for the holidays. They found cocaine in plastic bags hidden under Santa Doll's red cloth hats. And um, this was at a time where uh, pressure around drug enforcement was increasing because coke production in surrounding countries like Colombia, Bolivia, and Peru were increasing. So as the pressure came down on them, this happened and it's a very interesting holiday experience to find cocaine and Santa dolls and Christmas tree ornaments filled with marijuana. I read a similar story where it was like a mom ordered a mermaid doll on like Etsy and she paid $500 for it and it contained full of cocaine in it and then they didn't even realize until like a few months later it was literally on the girl's bed I was like wait how did they not notice I don't know the wall looks creepy as hell though (laughs) I'll tell you that (laughs) how did they find the uh, drugs and the sand dolls just like they just knew they just bust them open or were there some don't Rug dogs who were like knocking on. I'm guessing it was the dogs. The dogs Um, can definitely find it. I don't know. The spokesman only said that officers found the stash in a backpack. Because I understand finding marijuana because it has like a odor to it, but I don't know. Like Ray, I don't know if cocaine has an odor to it. Like. I mean, I think it would have an odor because it is produced with, like, I think, I forget how it works, but there's gasoline involved. Yeah, but I meant, like, through, like, the doll. Like, right, if you smell the doll, you're smelling, like, doll paint or whatever it is. I guess dogs just have better noses than we do, which is, like, common knowledge at this point. That's why I want to know if it was, like, regular cops who just, like, they just, one broke open. Right with like uh, Elizabeth's like little story about the Barbie doll on the bed, where they just like oh one day she like fell over and they found drugs versus like this was an operation to find these drugs. I guess we'll never know. I think it's an interesting case, especially because of how many lack of details there are. But honestly, from what we we're talking about, I feel like the dogs. The dogs always find out. One way or another, dogs find out everything. They always do. That's true. And I think it's interesting because it also speaks to creativity around how drug trafficking methods get more intricate. And the holidays, especially around this time of year, offer an opportunity for people to get more creative and I it's interesting to put drugs in Christmas ornaments and in dolls and like putting them in 
either Santa dolls or like I don't know what other like cabbage patch dolls or something that is very creative and just interesting overall yeah I agree at like this point I feel like you just hide drugs anywhere people put it in dolls like you would never really expect that so I find it pretty interesting as well true and I do think it does speak to uh expect the unexpected because I don't think anyone ever anticipates to find drugs in a doll so it's just an interesting operation overall okay so another case i was looking at was at SantaCon in like 2014 a Santa came into Union Square Bank and like robbed the place. He basically told the person at the counter that he had a gun, but like nobody saw a gun, so it was weird. And then he basically handed uh, the teller a note with like amount of cash on it that was undisclosed. And that was it. Was he ever caught? I think so. Oh, actually, no, I don't think so. Because, like, he literally had a boatload of cash in his hand and, like, left, I think. I don't think he was caught. Wow, what a s- smooth crime just to be like, all right, give me the money and then somebody just does it and then there's just no problems. It's because he disappeared in the crowd because everybody else was dressed as a Santa. That's smart. Rob in a crowd. Huh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> was there security footage or anything? There were, yeah, there were, there was, like, pictures, like, you could see, like, half his face, but not clearly, so. Interesting. Maybe he was caught later on, but. Let's see. Have any of you guys ever seen SantaCon and all the people walking around with Santa suits? Yes. I have, yes. Yes. I feel like it's a trivial part of living in San Francisco and not only just living in San Francisco, but taking public transportation. Because I don't even know when SantaCon even is, but I just know one day of the year I get on the bus and there are so many people dressed like Santa. And then I just know it's SantaCon. I couldn't tell you when it is. I just know when it is because I get on the bus and there's so many different people dressed as Santa. Do you think it was like planned? It was a planned robbery where he's like, ah, oh, yes, the perfect day, SantaCon, I'm going to go rob a place. Or is it kind of like a, well, I'm not doing anything. So I might as well go rob something because SantaCon's going on kind of vibe. Maybe. It was most definitely premeditated. 
Really? I would think he it wasn't because he didn't bring a gun with him. It was like opportunity, you know, a bank right there. I'm dressed as Santa. Everybody else is too. Go in, just trying to rob the bank. I mean, that works, but I feel like who's that lucky? Is it really by luck, though? I mean, it is. kind. I mean, it could be, you know, Cause if he didn't think about it before, he was just kind of like, hey, I'm here at SantaCon, so why not go rob a bank? Then that's, I would say that's pretty lucky that he just thought of that. Or also, of- who just impulsively decides to rob a bank? A lot of people. <laughs> people that need money. People that need money. Yeah, you can check your bank account and be like, all right, guess I got to do what I got to do. Impulsively, though. People that need money. <laughs> you don't, I mean, we cannot speculate anything here. Or under- People under the influence, that's fair. That's a fair point. Yeah, a big part of SantaCon is um, drinking, like doing a bar crawl, like drinking liquor and stuff. So maybe he was just like, this seems like a great idea. Do you agree or disagree? Robbing a bank is an awful idea. That's a terrible idea. Doing it during SantaCon? Ingenious? Question mark? Mildly smarter, but... Don't rob banks. That's a message from our sponsors. I'm kidding. It's a joke. (laughs) Anybody else got any good stories? Okay. I do have one last story. It is about this guy who basically... One day he's walking and he decided to rob a Los Angeles residence and steal a 200 pound Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer statue that's been in this certain location for two for 50 years, which is a bit unreal because a lot of people can pick up 200 pounds, but how are you going to walk around with it? He later put it on a, a on the roof of his mobile home, but I just want to know how did he ever pick it up and just like walk around with it and just seem normal holding this giant root up the red nose reindeer? Like, what would you, what would you guys do if you saw someone holding this giant Rudolph statue? I'm going to be very honest. I would just mind my own business. (laughs) Me too. I'll be like, okay, do you? Like, if you want to carry that, if you can carry a 200-pound Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer statue, I think it is in my best interest as someone who weighs less than 150 pounds to leave you alone because that just does not seem to be in my best interest. Yeah, I would just be like, huh, Okay. How do you know who's carrying it, Jordan? How do you know you didn't like put it on a skateboard or? I mean, I would think for something like that, you wouldn't want to put it on a skateboard. You would want to, you know, carry it maybe or, you know, I mean, maybe get away, but 
what car i mean never mind i was gonna say it could fit in a pickup truck but i was gonna say what car could fit a 200 pound rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and it'd be discreet he discreetly walked down the street with this no he just he just stole it and then put it on his mobile home and then a gardener found the weird looking object and then bada bing bada boom gardener called the police so he put it on the roof of his mobile home. Yep. He his, got a 200-pound statue onto the roof of his mobile home. Yes. Oh, my gosh. His home can withstand that with the hoe? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so he stole it for decoration, for holiday decoration, or was it during Christmas time? It was during Christmas time. It was on the 12th of December when this happened in 2014. Genius. I know. Maybe he just sold her another time. You know, that actually reminds me of in my hometown, uh, a gardener reported uh, all these gnomes being stolen and they all ended up in this one person's yard because they were stealing all the gnome, all the garden gnomes in the city. (laughs) (laughs) So that reminds me of that story. That's a bit genius. That's just pure comedy right there. Minus the getting caught. How do you know he stole and didn't buy it? Because they were like other people's gnomes that they reported stolen. It was like a whole thing. thing. The town. It's a big deal. Small town, big deal, garden gnome theft. Please don't steal holiday decorations. Who's that? (laughs) It's my one sentiment. Any other stories? All right, I'll do a story because I didn't do a story. They don't know who I am, but they don't need to know who I am. I'm just the stand-in podcaster for the day. But uh, on the topic of holiday decorations is one of my favorites. Um, so it's out of St. Louis, Missouri. So um a man was driving around town and he was um, stabbing to death um, Frosty, the inflatable snowman, home decorations for the holidays. So he was driving around and, you know, kind of hitting them kind of like mob style and targeting out the Frosties. Um, and this was on December 6th in 2016. So he's driving around, murdering. Frosty, inflatable snowman. What was his motive? (laughs) Just a personal vendetta, I guess, against Frosty. They really didn't go into the details, but um, the family got a GoFundMe for Frosty and they were able to get him fixed up for his injuries. I guess that's good. (laughs) They didn't really explain why. He was just like a an urge like very grinchy like of like i'm gonna ruin people's holidays by murdering all the snowmen so then he got together and was like we'll get you your snowmen fixed up so really kind of didn't like like the grinch how would you feel if your holiday decorations were stolen out of your yard or (laughs) okay so that's happened to like my family for like halloween but it was just like a plastic 
zombie hand that was stolen from our front yard. And personally, I didn't even notice that it was gone until it was pointed out to me. And then I was just kind of thinking, oh, that's no fun. But other family members, they were particularly displeased with the fact that we were missing a plastic zombie hand from our front yard. Well, before I let you close it out, I'll let you leave you with this fun fact. Um, fun fact is, is that one of the most common things stolen that is holiday decorations uh, is uh, the trees and um, in the nativity scene, people always take the baby uh, Jesus. So there are a lot of stolen baby Jesuses out of nativity scenes. So if you see one missing, it's because they were taken. What do you even do with the stolen baby Jesus? Pray to it, build a shrine to it. I don't know. It's, I'm guessing it's probably like people your age who do like ho young holiday pranks. They're like, ah, I'm an angsty teenager. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know I'm illegal in there. <laughs> Way to roast yourself. Yeah. Okay, so that is all that we have for the day. Thank you everyone so much for listening and we hope you have a happy and safe holiday season and we will speak to you all again soon in our next episode.